That is uh, Jaluka and MP. Before that, we had Yvonne Chaka Chaka and thank you, Mr. DJ. <laughs> thank you, Mr. DJ. And started off the triple play with Kashif and help yourself to my love. Um, uh, we are going to be chatting a little bit of adult conversation right now. So if the kids are around, uh, maybe this is a good time to have them uh, put on their headsets, watch something else or or just, uh, you know, play a little bit on their tablet. Uh, we're talking about a tweet that I saw earlier today. Uh, it came from uh, Dr. Cam Modisani, PhD. That says, my younger brother just posted a porn video on the family WhatsApp group with parents and all. Um, and then obviously there was a, there was a you know, um, a huge fallout from that but it brought out the you know the question when we look at pornography and we look at youngsters and we look at social media um, and even if it comes to things like sexting all those sort of things um, you know how do we handle that with our youngsters we joined on the line by Dean McCubrey founder of My Social Life uh, Dean thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us Thank you. Thanks for the time on the show. Now, let's start off with, you know, a, a tweet like this, um, where obviously, yeah, you know, a kid has done something um, and then, you know, he kind of sends it to the, the entire family group and then in the, in the message says, sorry, um, uh, I sent this to the wrong WhatsApp group, which probably, you know, should not have been the right reaction to that either. But, you know, this is the world that we're living in with our, with our youngsters. So how do we talk to them about these kind of issues? I think there's a number of different things at play here. So I'm going to talk about how we need to talk to them first. But I think the first thing is, is about the responsibility that we give them when we give them a phone. Yeah. If we give them a phone, we're giving them A, a connected device, B, that takes photographs, and C, that is able to share via that connection of those photographs into viral networks. Let, let's just say networks, networks mm. of people via social media feeds, but actually that if each person in that feed continues to share it into their own network of friends, yeah. then it has a viral effect and you can end up having you know, tens of thousands of people seeing it. So we need to understand that, and I always say this when I'm training kids in schools, I trained 4,000 kids in schools last year, is that I say, in one sense, that you guys have got these phones and it's a little bit like nobody taught you how to drive. We've given the keys to a car and said, hey, go out there and drive. So what happens is, is before we start talking to them, we need to realize that we actually gave the phones to them. We gave them the connection. They have access to Wi-Fi in some cases or they use your phone and they use the home's Wi-Fi, mm. um, but they get the access. So when we, need, when we need to speak to them, I think one of the key things that we need to speak to them is First of all, we need, to, we, we need to work out what is our position on uh, the given situation, whatever that may be. It could be a bullying situation. It could be, in this case, a porn situation or a live porn situation, not an active porn situation. And sometimes you get these mixed messages in the house. Even the mother and the father have different points of view. Yeah. Um, and you've got to get clear. What, what, is, what, what is our view on this? What's our position in our household? What's our culture around this? Um, because mixed messages are not great. And then you need to sit down with them and you need to share what that view is and you need to think about how that mind might see it and how that might play out in the mind. So, for example, um, you know, w one of the problems of, of, around pornography is that sometimes we need to unpack what does that look like to a boy of, say, 13 or 14. 
Does he view it that um, it's okay that that happens? No, I'm not talking about pornography, about whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. I'm talking about potentially, say, the sharing of the information or how the person, either male or female, is treated in the video, mm. how people are responding to the treatment of those people in the video, like the fact that this now became the Santa Challenge yes. or the Yellow Dress Challenge, mm-hmm. which then became on after... I mean, this is people's lives and their privacy. Sure, they did it in public. but So we have to think about what are we actually saying out of our mouths? What's our position on it? And then we need to sit them down and we start to talk to them about it and, and understand that these are young, fragile minds. I think the, the, the big question, though, is are parents clear in their own minds to begin with? You know, it's like you said, you know, you kind of handed them this phone without a guide as to how to use them. But I, I think that to a large extent, parents kind of feel that way about their own phones. They don't really know how to use it either. Hundred percent. I mean, you're so spot on there. I can't. Te- I can't tell you how incredibly uh, acute that is, because when when we train in schools, okay, so we train grades four to eleven, mm-hmm. and we give them eight different lessons of life online. So we talk about sexuality, pornography. We talk about cyberbullying, empathy. Um, what is their digital identity? What are they going to look like in the future online? All these yeah. types of things. But we also train the parents and we train the teachers and we train child psychologists. Mm-hmm. And what's so weird is that actually a lot, probably the poorest attending group is the parents. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people go, my kids are great online. They're awesome. Don't worry. They're fine. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because we, we're not realizing that the brain just simply isn't mature. It's not, it's not fully formed. And so they are very impulsive and they're not thinking it through. So you are 100% the correct that parents are not fully geared up to understand that this is an issue. But if you're listening to the, 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 this discussion now, I'm saying that I'm training them. I'm taking you on the inside track and saying, I mean, I did a session today with 500 kids, three different sessions, which totaled 500 kids. They come and sit with me afterwards and say, and then this happened. And what does that mean? And why did it's that they look cool, but they're just not emotionally, emotionally mature enough yeah. to handle what happens. And so what we need to do is we do need to start educating ourselves. People say to me, well, what tip would you give me? I'd say, number one, realize that social media and smart devices are tools for adults in which kids are wandering around inside. That means that they will experience adult stuff and that it's going to take you to get educated on that and get clear on what happened in that situation. So Google the sample challenge and then sit down and go, oh, what do I feel about that? Mm. Because that message that you give them might be something that lasts for them. Like, oh, it was really funny. You know, my mom or my dad, they thought it was so funny and they shared it and so on. And you go, well, what does that, what does that tell the kids? Yeah, what you message know, does what it send? Yeah. Um, but, but, but finally, the other thing is, is that one thing that parents do know, you know, most parents know, is that they do know the values of what they want for their children. Yeah. Or they do know the values of their household. So they might not know tech, but they still know what they believe is acceptable and not acceptable. And so they need to have the conversation and say, well, what did you think of it um, to the child? Mm. And when the child says to you, we thought it was amazing, and we snapped it and shared it, and we, like, we, we thought we all rolled around laughing, as your values, when your values come up, despite not knowing the technology of it, you still get to say, I don't know, that's a human being. Be really careful. You know, this is, this is a person. Let's talk about that. And, you know, what do you think when you share it and a whole lot of other young people see it, what do you think they think? There will be some people that will be freaked out or scared by that or, uh, and so on. You make them think this is our job. Well, how would you feel if that was you? 
how would you feel is that I mean, how would you feel if that is you is absolutely core to what we do? Mm-hmm. Um, one of our modules is digital empathy. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Funny until it happens to you. Yeah. That's it. It's it's uh, and this is the problem with the net, is the net looks so fun. You know, life online, social media, smart devices is so fun until you trip over yourself and stumble into an issue which then goes viral. viral. And, and, and again, we, we think that it, that it won't go viral, and, and often in some cases it doesn't go viral. We get that. You know, lots of people manage to get through school or so on, and, 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 and there isn't this issue. But there are other issues which are more invisible, like mental health, yes. comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. Or there's another issue in which you got intimidated or bullied. Or there's another issue in which a boy asks you, actually a boy or girl asks you, sorry, to share an image of yourself of without yourself. clothes on mm-hmm. and then they share it and they break your trust. What I'm saying about life online and the reason why we, we, we train eight hours is because nobody knows just how many risks there are across identity theft, hacking, privacy, sexuality, revenge porn, stranger danger, sextortion, um, comparison, self-esteem, and toxic mirror. See what I mean? Yeah. Kind of, the list is endless. In, in this world, they're, they're, they're living in this world which is really complicated. And, and it's not to freak people out. Um, it's not to say, hey, you should be terrified. I know it sounds like that, but I promise you that's actually not what I'm saying. It's the same thing that I say to the kids. I say, actually, you can be incredibly safe on the net and you can enjoy technology because I'm a pro-tech person, but we've got to give you the basics. So yeah. you say, no, I'm not going to do that. Don't be silly. Just have skill skills. Dean, if people yeah. want to get more information, where's the best place to go? Okay, so our company is called My Social Life, but it's with one L, guys, not two. Um, I don't know why I called it that. But uh, My Social <laughs> Life, just with one L, they can look up at mysociallife.com on the web and on social media channels, they can find it on My Social Life SA, as in My Social Life South, South Africa. Africa. And there's lots of information there. Dean, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time and, and have a good weekend. Simple as that. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's okay, a, bye. That's bye. Bye-bye. That's Dean McCubrey, a founder of My Social Life, chatting to us about the importance of educating ourselves and our youngsters um, when it comes to social media, all those kind of platforms, um, and sharing images, whether it be pornography, whether it be sexuality, any of those sort of things, and the repercussions thereof.